Raising kids has always been a challenge and a joy. But today, the challenges in raising kids seem to overwhelm the best of parents, and the joy, well, it seems gone. Parents seem to have lost their voice in the home and in our culture, and we're seeing many couples opting out of raising kids altogether. Our culture now seems to be working against traditional families, robbing them of the joy that once was. Today on Licensed to Parent, we'll be talking with Rick Boyer about getting back our parenting joy and taking back our land for Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. Trace is the author of the book, The Miracles of Shepherds Hill, and I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherd's Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. Trace, you know, it just seems that we're living in a dystopian times here in America. And it's made, well, raising kids something that more and more people are, well, just saying no to these days. How do we get this ship turned around? Like, what do you see? Yeah, and and to add insult to injury, the the, the people who are opting out of having kids are largely good people who, who would probably raise good kids. Meanwhile, more and more people who aren't even married are bringing kids into the world without providing them with, you know, with intact families, which is only exacerbating an already terrible problem. So uh, turning the ship around is going to take a good number of brave people, brave parents, mm who aren't afraid to stand up and, and, and say and do what's right, making their voices heard and just say enough's enough. I mean, we've descended into some very low places here. Uh, we've got to stop retreating, uh, especially those of us who claim to be children of God. We're, we're just so afraid of offending people that we've uh, not only unjustifiably turned the other cheek, but we've also turned into exhausted and or apathetic, pathetic cowards. I think, I think we have a warped understanding of turning the other cheek, uh, just my opinion. Uh, maybe we can talk about that with today's guest, but we absolutely owe it to our posterity to quit being microcosms of our culture and start becoming change agents to it. I mean, isn't that what the Great Commission is all about? And we have to teach our kids how to be change agents also. It's an absolute shame for the church, especially with the huge infrastructure that it already has in place, to be bullied by a tiny minority, no less who seem to have more passion to do evil than we have to do good. Mm. It's like a mouse bullying an elephant. Uh, it makes no sense, but maybe this is God's way of waking us out of our woke slumber. And uh, we've got to push back on that as parents. Yes, stand up, brave ones, and wake up, O oh sleeper. Amen. Just like Paul said to the Ephesians in Ephesians 5.14. Well, our guest is here to do just that. We'll be talking with Rick Boyer. Rick is recognized by many in the Homeschool Network as Uncle Rick. He's an author, speaker, and homeschool pioneer. And for many years, his audio recordings have taken scripture, history, and adventure stories and turned them into character lessons for many children. Rick and his wife, Marilyn, created the Homeschool School curriculum, Character Concepts. Welcome, Rick. Or can I say Uncle Rick? I would be most honored to be called your Uncle Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Rick, uh, again, welcome to the Licensed to Parent broadcast. Uh, you're, you're a homeschool pioneer. 
can you tell us why the subject of history uh, is so important and, and when homeschooling isn't an option for parents, why they need to be cognizant of the history that they're being taught in their public schools if they're taught it at all? Well, the history that's taught in the public schools is totally twisted. And uh, one thing that you can observe through history is that countries often tend to start falling apart when they forget their own history. That's right. And you'll see in Scripture, times mm-hmm. like Acts chapter 7, where Stephen gives his defense. And uh, he ends up getting killed for it. But he gives them a history lesson about the nation of Israel. And right. it's then his martyrdom that starts a persecution that starts a gigantic revival. And so it is many times in Scripture. Some great leader will be raised up by God to bring the nation of Israel out of their spiritual slumber. And the first thing he does is his heart back to the beginning, and here's how God dealt with our fathers. And it happens over and over again. In America today, because the public schools are either not teaching history or they're teaching lies about it, we have lost our appreciation for our own spiritual heritage, and America is declining. And what I see, what I hope I see, is the homeschool movement being God's way of raising up new leaders to take us back to our spiritual roots as a nation. Well, amen. It's, it's, we, we all need to be more like the sons of Issachar. Uh, I think it's Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Is that right? Uh, these were men who understood their times and knew what to do. And I think you're one of those men. Uh, I think I'm one of those men. Uh, we need more men, period, to take on leadership uh, roles. They've kind of advocated that to anyone uh, and everyone who is willing to, uh, to be a leader. Um, men, women, and 15,000 genders, I guess. Uh, but speaking of history, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot going on in the public school system today that is reminiscent of Hitler's youth in Nazi Germany. Basically, their social school system that indoctrinated uh, the children of uh, Nazi Germany to be allegiant to, to things that maybe they should have been so allegiant to 70 or so years ago. Uh, would you agree with that statement? And what can we do to, um, to wake up America? Yes, I would agree with that statement. Um, Kids in public schools are getting more and more socialized, as they use the term, to not stand out but to fit in. The difference between leaders and followers is that followers fit in and leaders stand out. So when people challenge me on the homeschool socialization issue and they say, aren't you afraid your kids won't fit in? I say, no, I'm scared of that they will fit in. That's why I'm homeschooling. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And as for the second part of your question, what do we do about it? We get them out of public schools and we reacquaint them with true history. And that's mm-hmm. a big part of the reason that I started the Uncle Rick Audio Book Club. Because my books are primarily old, most of them over 100 years old, and they teach kids about an exciting America, a young America, Mm -hmm. America that grew out of the Great Awakening, and God was still our God as a nation. And you Mm -hmm. saw the fruits of it. And we are still limping along, enjoying the benefits of that biblical heritage. Mm -hmm. But our kids don't know it unless they're exposed to it. And that's why we need to get them back into the old books. Not these, I mean, some modern books are good. I've written two uh, American history books for elementary school age kids myself. But we need to get back to the primary sources 
the founding documents, and we read biographies of people who lived through the various periods of time in history. You cannot no. read about George Washington and Ben Franklin and not learn an awful lot about the founding principles of America. In yeah. fact, that's the way history used to be taught in schools. Okay, we're studying the founding. What did George Washington have to say? What did Thomas Jefferson have to say? What did Madison, Franklin, Adams, all these other guys have to say? Let's read their biographies. We will learn about that period of history. I just finished recording the most fascinating biography of Buffalo Bill Cody. Buffalo Bill was a real guy, and he was everything from an Indian scout to an Army scout to an explorer to a, a storekeeper to a federal marshal to, of course, the world champion buffalo hunter. This guy, if you study his life, you learn so much about the westward expansion of the country, especially after the Civil War. So we need to get kids reacquainted with their own history, and, mm. and these old books are a great way to do it. And heroes are so very important. Now, you know, we either make nobody a hero or we make everybody a hero. Oh, right. he's a first responder. He's a hero. Well, maybe he is. Some of them are, but not all. But there are genuine, so many people. I'm looking at the, in the Bible alone. You've got these guys like, they did amazing things. Look at Moses led this entire nation of a couple of million people for hundreds of miles to the promised land, praying down provision from God in heaven as he did it. You got David who killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands and then took on the giant Goliath. In American history, we've got so many great heroes too. I, I know Michelle wants to, to wedge a question in here, but the, the thing that we have to take in consideration is the presuppositions that people have about the Bible stories, and they will, they will call them stories and not accounts. Uh, and then the biographies that you mentioned, you know, what they're extracting from those biographies are these are slave owners. I've heard them called scumbags, uh, but these are presuppositions that, that, that uh, we accept is these guys being heroes and, of course, the, the biblical heroes. But if you don't believe the Bible is history, it's just a book of stories, then so we have to kind of back the thing up just a little bit. But Michelle had a, had a, had a question she wanted to bring to the equation. Well, Uncle Rick, I'm just curious. You have mentioned that um, you're hoping to, that we will start seeing leaders come out of the homeschool system. And I'm curious why you say that. How are homeschool kids being trained differently than public school kids? Why do you say that you're hoping to see leaders out of the homeschool movement? Well, obviously, there's many different ways to homeschool, as there are different families. So that idea doesn't apply to every family. Mm. But the freedom of homeschooling allows young people to be involved in designing their own education. They are not nearly as peer dependent, which means they don't fit in as much. Again, the difference between leaders and followers is that followers fit in and leaders stand out. Now, we as parents, most of us were not homeschooled. Most of us were public schooled, and we were having to unlearn a whole lot of bad habits, both educationally and personally. But homeschool kids, by and large, and I've been in the movement since it began, uh, we started homeschooling our 14 kids starting in, in uh, 1980. And um, one thing I've observed is they are more evangelistic on average. They are more involved in politics on average. They're more involved in acts of service uh, 
through their local church or the local community or on an individual basis with neighbors or whatever, far more than the kids I grew up with. And the kids I grew up with had much better values than most of the kids now. We are living in a managed society. Uh, Communist China is a managed society. They're more managed than we are. But ever since the government got involved in education large scale, they have been teaching us to think what they want us to think. Now, that's the opposite of the American principle. The American principle passed on to us by our founders is that the people tell the government what to think. There you go. We expect the government to share our values, not impose theirs on us. But when they got a hold of 85% of the children for 12 years, that's what's going to happen. Now, you look at the United States presidents in your lifetime, and you do a little research on them, I mean just basic research, and find out how many of them were graduates of public schools and state colleges. Not very many. Most of them, it was Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. In fact, if you go back to when Obama was president, the president and all nine members of the Supreme Court had attended either Harvard or Yale. Now, that is no accident. With all the hundreds of colleges and universities and law schools around the country, that is no accident. If you make a bar graph, you see a little narrow bar going way up high. That's the Ivy League schools. And then you find a much wider bar that doesn't go nearly as high. This is achievement and leadership skills. That's the public school populace. But as of the 1980s, God put another bar on the graph. And it's very narrow, too. Only 3 or 4% of the population is being homeschooled. But that bar goes way up higher, too. Our kids are achieving higher than the average public school kids. You can, yeah. you can talk about grades and tests, and that, that shows it. But much more on the individuality, the creativity, um, the self-teachability, if that's a word. If not, I've got just as much to invent one as anybody else. Um, But that's it. As our kids have introduced a new ingredient into this whole managed society, and we're not being managed as much. And we are learning that we are being managed and beginning to react to it. And that's where our leaders are going to come from. Hey, we need to take a break. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Rick Boyer. Rick is a homeschool pioneer. Trace Embry, Rick, and I will be right back after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherds Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. That's ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago when Christ truly became the Lord of my life. 
The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to his word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a one-year residential program for teens in crisis. And today we are helping you, the parent, think through homeschooling. Our guest is Rick Boyer. And Uncle Rick, I have a quick question for you. As we are raising the next generation, like we were talking about before the break of leaders, How do we train our children to think critically through issues? Because obviously, that's one of the things that we're not able to do anymore. Our society is not able to think critically and discern. So how do we do that with our kids? How do we teach them to think critically? We expose them to all sides of the question. Number one, we start with the fact that there is absolute truth. We have it in the scripture. God made them male and female, and that's it. He stopped right there, okay? No rainbow colors in God's economy. Number two, we have to expose them to various viewpoints, whereas in the government schools and in most of the media, you get one viewpoint. You get the socialist viewpoint. And again, that's why we need to study our history and the people in our history, because even Washington, Jefferson, Adams, Madison, they didn't agree on everything. That's why the Federalist Papers were written to encourage the ratification of the Constitution, because there were various viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, and our kids need to read the real history of America. And, of course, just their parents learning to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. We need to read and read widely, and we need to, uh, to hear from other viewpoints than our own. And we need to come to the point where, yeah, I'm willing to change my opinion if somebody can show me that I'm wrong, especially biblically wrong. Well, that's one of the things we do here at Shepherd Hill. You know, we it, it, it's got to be the kid's idea. And so when you throw in the logic and the objective evidence and, you know, the, the other side of history that they haven't been taught, they will come to their own conclusions. Uh, that's what I've found. But there's an in-house debate about the idea of if we pull all of our uh, Christian kids out of the, the public school, we're pulling all the light out of a dark system. I know how I'd respond to that. I want to hear how Uncle Rick responds to that. Uncle Rick would say, if you want your kids to be light in a dark place, why not send them to prison or to communist China? There's plenty of darkness there. You are sending your children off to be brainwashed, and I use that term advisedly, but I'm a survivor of it. I see it. What goes on in schools is hardly the world's best kept secret. Right. And um, those schools were designed by people. And if you read the underground history of American education by John Taylor Gatto, you will get more than an earful of what really happened mm-hmm. and why. Um, the public schools were designed to create followers. I mean, they're controlled by the government. What kind of people do governments want? Right. So if you wouldn't send your child to uh, South America 
to be a missionary. Don't send them to the public schools to be a missionary. If your child hasn't had the training, the maturity, the experience, and the support, then they're not ready to go to the public schools, seven-hour bombardment every day of godless ideas. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, an excellent point. And I would add to that that the Great Commission was given to adults. It wasn't given to our kids. You know, our, our kids are still, you know, forming their ideologies and their theology and, and, their, and building their relationship with the Lord. And, and I think we have a, an obligation to our kids until they are dependent and out of our home uh, to be preparing them to go out there and do just what you, you said, you know, be light to a dark world. I don't think it's their responsibility to, to, to unless they're specifically called by God, because I think there are ex- exceptions to every rule. And, uh, you know, you, you might hear people uh, use the argument, too, that, you know what, that's what Christian teachers are supposed to be doing. You know, put Christian teachers in the, in the dark world and let our kids continue to grow in their relationship with the Lord and, and in, in their apologetic training and the things that they're going to need to, to conquer that uh, and, and navigate that world. Uh, we, that's what we have adult teachers for, to go behind enemy lines. You don't be throwing our kids in there unless they're the Daniels and the Timothys of the world. That, uh, because there are exceptions to the rule. Or am I totally off base here? Now, there are definitely exceptions. You know, all, most public schools probably have some great Christians teaching, but they are forbidden by law to teach the truth about creation. And if you don't have a creative God, you don't have an authoritative God, therefore all values are relative, and that's how we've gotten in the state we're in as a country. Because we've, we've forgotten God. We've forgotten who he is. We've redefined him by our terms instead of defining our lives by his terms. And, uh, you know, even the teachers in the public schools are not free to evangelize. They get fired for that. So, yeah, yeah I'd say send all the Christian teachers in there we can get. But, no, I would not send kids in there. School is a false world anyway. It's a false environment um, where everybody's the same age. There's only a few adults with whom you have a very um, surfacy relation most part. There's a part of the equation here that we haven't even touched on. The fact that a lot of these young millennial and even Gen Z teachers are cheating to get their grades. So they got letters behind the name, but they don't have any uh, any critical, uh, constructive or creative thinking skills in their, in, in their head. And they've bought it. They've been indoctrinated with social justice and they've got some, and the whole LGBT thing, and they've got some pretty crazy ideas. And they're, and they're not just teaching our kids, but they're in executive positions in, in public school system, which is how these drag queens are getting in and, and being able to uh, talk to our, uh, our kindergartners when you can't even bring Gideon Bibles in, in the school anymore. So there's definitely uh, uh, an evil indoctrination going on, and it just dazzles me how so many Christian parents are just kind of humming along with it. But what do you do? What do you tell the Christian single mom who's out there busting it just to make ends meet, and she's, she can't afford daycare or a babysitter to educate her child in any other way? Or, or is that just an excuse? In some cases, it might be an excuse. In some cases, it's a very real problem. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there we need to have some scholarships to Christian schools for these needy moms, and I'm sure most Christian schools have them. I know ours does, uh, the one mm-hmm. that my church operates. There are now a lot of great support organizations in homeschooling, co-ops and so forth, and uh, there's a lot of resources available for homeschool moms. Now, 
And most of them are Christian. I'm not claiming that I have the answer to all the world's problems, but boy, we sure shouldn't just give up without a fight and send our kids off to Caesar to get educated because they're going to come back Romans. That's exactly right. And I want to go back to history just a moment. Uh, you know, it's bad enough that the kids are unaware of what took place in the 30s and 40s in Nazi Germany. But my concern is that so many parents aren't fully aware of that history either. What does your ministry offer that might get families, parents caught up on what they need to know and prepare for if public school is their lot? The Uncle Claudio Book Club is what we build it as a safe place for kids to and have fun. These are old books, and they're interesting. They're fascinating. A friend of mine's a scuba diver, and he says there's a different world 60 feet away. Well, I found there's a different world one page turn away where people had godly values, and even the, the not godly were God-fearing people because God had that much influence in our society. Further, I've got a video section. You can listen to Uncle Rick read the biography of Patrick Henry and then switch over to the video section and watch me do a video tour of Patrick Henry's home, Red Hill, Virginia, where the original house is still there. His law office is still there. You can listen to me read about uh, Robert E. Lee and then watch me take the video tour of Appomattox, where the Civil War ended. That's how we do it, was we reacquaint ourselves with the wonderful resources that are all around us, and we just don't know about them. That's what the Uncle Rick Audio Book Club was designed to do. And if I sound excited about it, I am. I'm sorry. No, that, that, I love it. I know history is only as good as the objective truth that undergirds it. We, we know that. So how do you answer the objection that, that says this? Uh, and it's got to be quick because we're out of time. It said that who, who's ever in power, whoever wins the wars, determines what history actually is. So is there any objective way to know history's truth? And if so, how? Well, first of all, primary sources will tell you a lot more than contemporary sources. The primary sources don't always agree. That's why we had a civil war. You know, people of one strong opinion um, had to face off against people of another strong opinion. Knowing, though, that the winner of the war writes the histories of the war, that's why we have to go back to the primary sources. And that's the fun part. My goodness, it's uh, it's an adventure learning our history through the lives of the people who lived it. Okay, give us just a little snippet of Uncle Rick. What will we hear when we click on the audio? Hey, little buddies, it's Uncle Rick coming to you from the little house in the pasture where you can hear the birds sing, the cows moo, the horses neigh, and Uncle Rick talk to his little buddies. And have I got a book for you today. You're going to love this one, and your parents are too. Let's get started. Awesome. That's From awesome. a guy who has 14 Thanks. of his own kids. Yep. Awesome. That's how I learned to read for different age groups all at the same time. <laughs> well, we appreciate that, brother. God bless you for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, our guest today on Licensed Parent has been Rick Boyer. If you're interested in learning more about Rick and his ministry, go to characterconcepts.com or Uncle Rick audios.com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is a small part of a larger organization called Shepherd's Hill Academy. 
our year-long premier Christian boarding school for teens in crisis. And I want to invite you to learn more about this ministry to teens and their families. Go to our website, licensedparent.org. Shepherd's Hill Academy provides nature-based therapy programs for boys and girls ages 12 to 17. And we need your help to continue doing what we do. Would you consider giving a financial gift? A gift of any amount brings hope and healing to families in crisis. You can give securely online by clicking the donate button at the top of the page when you visit licensedparent.org. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.